This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Go Campy in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> and if it would hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to Now We Hear This Can Be Podcast. I'm Tyler Clausen, and breaking from tradition, I'm not reading the news. Um, I know some of you folks are probably staring at your stereo like, what's happening? Tyler's not messing up people's names and um, reading badly. Um, and it's okay. We're going to get through this together. It's going to be all right. Um, so Frankie, Tyler Frankie, my my business partner, your local journalist who covers literally everything, um, he had a couple of babies, and he thinks that's a good excuse to not do his job anymore. Um, and uh, so now I'm, I'm covering for him. But I'm not a good journalist, uh, despite what many of you may think. I'm good at talking and not writing. So that's what we're going to do here today. And joining me for the the first interview of this series of getting to know Camby is Belinda Goody. Belinda, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I, I hope that intro was, was grand enough. It was wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> Belinda, you are the, the director of the Canby Area Chamber of Commerce. I am. Yes. Uh, a, a thing that I have said so many times while reading the news, <laughs> Canby Area Chamber of Commerce. There's certain things that like when I'm saying them, especially when I'm reading the news, if it's written differently, I'll still say it the whole thing. I'll still say mm-hmm. can be area chamber of commerce. If he if Frankie just writes chamber of commerce, I still read <laughs> can be area chamber of, of commerce. Uh, just like the mayor. Mm-hmm. I don't know him as Brian. I know him as can be mayor Brian Hudson. Right. Like the whole title <laughs> every single time. So um, so welcome. I'm excited to have you. Thank uh, you. Tell me, how long have have you been the director of Canby Area Chamber of Commerce? I started April 26th, so we are coming up on six months already. Nice. It's All right. flown by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've, you've outlasted your last few uh, predecessors. I have. I, I have. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> are you a fan of Harry Potter at all? Too? I am. Okay. So mm-hmm. you'll get the reference when I say that this position is like the position of um, the the professor of dark defense against dark arts, right? <laughs> yes. All my nerdy friends out there are <laughs> whooping and hollering. Everybody else is like, "Oh, this is that kind of guy." Mm. Um, it it's been a whirlwind, mm-hmm. like watching as Kyle Lang stepped down mm. and seeing the the chamber like trying to get someone back into position. So, mm-hmm. what's that been like stepping into that? Um. Uh, I would say Kyle was definitely a benchmark, and he and I are, we kind of jive. I've met him a few times, and, and we really seem to jive well. Yeah. Kind of the same mindset. Um, we're both event planner backgrounds, that kind of thing. So um, that's good, and he laid a very good foundation. Um, I know that, you know, going through the motions for the board to, you know, go through all this and find the the people that they you know tried to put in place was challenging and especially in this 
you know, time and place. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know for the staff, for Audrey and Robin, they had to go it alone yeah. for a good stretch of time in between those. And so um, that was very, you know, pushing them to their limits, too. And so I think they're just happy to have someone else in the seat and, you know, helping them out. Right. right. <laughs> and they, they help me out every day, you know, because they have the history and the they know all about everything and everybody. Yeah. You know, so that's super helpful for me. Yeah. So you're I mean, you're diving into a position that requires you to basically know everybody in town. It really and you're, is. But you're the new person in town. It's really challenging. <laughs> um, the biggest question I got when I came here was, so where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I've learned over the six months that at least 50% of people in Canby are not from Canby. Yeah. So uh, it's a curious question, but that's where people, you know, have what have they've asked me over time. And, uh, you know, so... I, I give them a kind of a short story answer, you know, but it's just kind of an interesting question to yeah. start off with. So let's start there. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> originally, <laughs> uh, the short story answer is I am originally from Colorado. Okay. I grew up in Florida. I was in the military for 22 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, what, what branch? Air Force. Okay. Mm -hmm. I started as a weather specialist. Um, I did Army support doing that, so I deployed with the Army to uh -huh. do weather for them out in the field. So you were fighting tornadoes. And yes. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably been in more helicopters than airplanes. Oh, really? As a result of that. So that was a very interesting and uh, challenging experience. And then I switched over to become a paralegal. So I, I know those are two completely different things. Yeah, a little uh, bit. You're like, how do those connect? Um, but I... You know, I retired out of the reserves in 2012. I was active duty for 10 years out of the tw 22. And then I moved back to Colorado and then ended up moving to Oregon in 2007. Okay. So that's that's the short story. What brought you from Colorado to Oregon? Uh, I wanted to start a bed and breakfast. Okay. <laughs> and it... Oregon's the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Colorado sucks for B&Bs, yeah, yeah. am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. But I, we ended up, I had a partner at the time and he was from Scotland and he wanted to live near the ocean because okay. he's from Scotland. Yeah. And so we ended up on the coast. Um, and the burnout rate for bed and breakfast owners is about four years. So that... Is it really? Mm -hmm. yeah, is, I... it, is it something... Is there something that you can do to keep, to be more, like, to have it be sustainable? Or is it like everybody you know is is just burnt out? I think that that's just the normal thing that happens, although there are some that last longer than others. Yeah. Um, I think th there's a limit between a bed and breakfast and an inn. So okay. it's rooms, number of rooms and a restaurant and that kind of thing. So yeah. a much bigger thing to do. Um, but I think being younger is not actually a good thing. Oh, really? Because you're tied to it all, you know, 24-7. You, sure. you have to be always in it, and you can't get away. You can't go for a weekend yourself until you grow it even more. Right. So I think it's more of a retired person's game. Yeah, that makes sense. So they don't maybe mind doing that. Um, and so th that was something we weren't prepared for. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. I, I, I mean, I, this is this is going in a fun direction. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think that I was going to learn about the B and B industry <laughs> in this interview, but um, that is interesting. Like that, it's because it, you think so. I mean, I know my wife and I have talked about it in passing. There's mm -hmm. been no very serious conversation of mm -hmm. what if one day mm -hmm. we can buy a house that has you know four extra rooms and mm -hmm. we rent them out. I think that's something that a lot of couples think is a fun idea, mm -hmm. right? Because you can split the responsibilities, you can run the place, mm -hmm. um, and it's your home at the same yeah. time. Um, so the reality of it is, yeah. is a lot harsher. It is. It's a double-edged sword. And, you know, I found creating, um, like, binders kind of like they do in a hotel with all the amenities and that mm -hmm. kind of thing made it much easier to anticipate any problem question write it down so that they really didn't have to come and seek you out yeah that was super helpful yeah um you know so you get less 
you know, interruptions to your private life um, yeah. kind of thing. But, um, you know, it it was good while it lasted. I would recommend not doing it in a down economy. Oh, sure. 2007, yeah. not so not good. Not great, yeah. <laughs> No wonder you only made it four right, years. The, right. the, the, the four years following 20, 2007 yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So, of course. <laughs> um, but was that – so you were you were in the military. Mm-hmm. You became a paralegal. You moved to Oregon. Was that your first um, first time owning your own business, oh, no. working for yourself? Nope. No. I have probably been an entrepreneur since I was about eight years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very silly thing, but I would hand draw – like greeting cards for nobody you know and I would (laughs) go around door to door and and sell them to the retired folks in Florida and my neighbors you know Um, had a paper route that kind of thing Um, by 18 I had my first legally you know registered job or or business Business. and it was uh, I made t-shirts for my dad's surf shop and sold them. That's and awesome. So my dad was also an entrepreneur, so it's kind of a family thing, and his dad as well. So. Yeah. What? How did you make the shirts? Did you do like the airbrush? Did you like? <laughs> did you have a printer? What sort was of. The... They were um, splatter paint because this was the '80s. Right. I was going to say the technology's evolved <laughs> yes, quite a bit. So. Yes, it has. So they were original art pieces, there if you, you will. <laughs> every every single one's That's different. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I just as a little side, I when we first started the studio, I was practicing a lot of graphic design mm-hmm. and I made a card, um, you know, on Photoshop that I, I gave to a couple of people. It was a joke card, really cute cat on the front, mm-hmm. you know, and then it says you deserve this sort of thing. And then you mm-hmm. open it up and it was actually a list of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> that you have against the person. It was like, and, and all I had to do was like put in, uh, you know, numbers. So yeah. It was like, you know, you've done this and it's just like all these numbers that you by hand fill out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great idea, but Frankie said that we're trying to win people's yeah, affection yeah. here. And so giving out cards like that would not work. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go over well. I guess. Maybe with I mean, the sarcastic crowd. That's what I thought. I thought it would work out great, but he said no. So there's always a market. There's always a market. You just got to yeah. find it. <laughs> I call them bumblebee cards because oh, they like were it. cute, but they sting. Yes, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you did it at eight, year olds, eight years old what mm-hmm. I figured out at 30 years old. So, you know, uh, a, a bit of ahead of the curve. There. Yeah, I just I was an independent kid and I don't know. I blame it on Montessori school. So, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it was Pushes a cre- creative um, inspiration and that kind of thing. So, nice. Mm-hmm. So 18, um, did you, what, at what point did you join the military? I was 21. I was a little bit older. Okay. So, so we've got a three year gap between <laughs> splatter paint and fighting tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh gosh. Um, I worked, I think I worked in the banking industry and I managed my dad's surf shop. Okay. So I was retail management and I also worked in banking for okay. a while. Nothing yeah. exciting there. And then you just wanted to to go off and, and explore, yeah, see I, the world a little bit? I did. I thought that's what it would ha- right. have waiting for me. I wanted, I needed money for college, the usual thing. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in a small town, 10,000 people, and I wanted to explore the world. And yeah, I didn't do much of that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my retirement gig, I yeah. guess, you know, when that happens. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so let's let's jump back um, to Oregon. Mm-hmm. You've um, you've started a B and B. You burnt out, and mm-hmm. then and then what? You just you fell in love. You decided to stick around. I really did like Oregon. My mom had been out here before that and told me all about it. She's like, "Oh, you love it there." Um, just so many things, um, so many climate regions that were really interesting. You go from high desert to you know, coastal rainforest. It's amazing. In like, in like three hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I really loved it. I ended up, um, gosh, I just, I moved from the coast to central Oregon mm-hmm. and lived there. And I don't know, I did consulting for, uh, events and things like that. Um, I, oh, I, how could I forget? I did start a small Celtic festival in Highland Games while I was in Newport. Oh, yeah. Just a just small little festival yeah. of an entire. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I did have my own nonprofit. Um, it was kind of 
intertwined with the bed and breakfast. I, I kind oh, of okay. was doing other things in the middle of that. So being that my ex was from Scotland, I was really excited about his culture. It was fascinating. Sure. I mean, just amazing. And I wanted other people to learn more about it. So what better way than to start a festival? Yeah. And I began kind of reaching out to people who were interested in kind of putting that together. I finally got a board together, started the Celtic Heritage Alliance. Um, by the third year, we were the second largest event of of that same kind in Oregon. Wow. It, we were second to Portland Highland Games that had been around forever. It's still around. Yeah. Um, and we had about, I think the max we had over a weekend was 6,000 people. Really? Mm -hmm. 6,000? Mm -hmm. And where, where was this located at? It was at the Lincoln County Fairgrounds in Newport. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, really amazing experience. I met lots of amazing people that I'm still friends with. Um, we had up to like 70 volunteers. Of course, everyone wants to go to the festival. So sure. yeah. <laughs> that was an easy sell. And um, I have a great many friends still to this day from that. Um, when I moved to Central Oregon, someone had to take that over. And so I negotiated someone to find me another board so that I could transition it over. And so that lives on as the McMinnville Scottish Festival now. Wow. But the Celtic Heritage Alliance, the overarching nonprofit, is still there. Yeah. Um, it still exists. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I'm, that, yeah. How could you skip over that? Yeah. For real. I know, that's, I know. <laughs> that's such a big deal, man. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I, I love that you have something that's continued on. Yes. Right. That you can point to, like, even mm -hmm. even down the road. You know, it's yeah. like you can go to that and mm -hmm. enjoy this thing that, that you started. So mm -hmm. very, really cool. I yeah. love that. It's it's a it, it was hard to let it go because it's your baby. You know, you kind of yeah. grew it and, you know, like, OK, take good care of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it change much uh, in positive ways? But negative. I mean, I hope, I hope not negative ways, but um. I th I think that the big change is that it went from seven Celtic nations down to Scottish festival. Mm -hmm. So we our tagline before was um, a cultural celebration of the seven Celtic nations. Mm -hmm. And they've just, and it may have been because of the size of the venues they had, they had to whittle it down to a Scottish festival and Highland Games. So, yeah. um, but, you know, they can always grow it again. And I just basically gave them turnkey yeah. operation, which... And, and we still had some money in the bank, so that was helpful, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <nice>. Hard-earned. <laughs> hey, Tyler, what you doing? My dang Wi-Fi keeps going out, and uh, I'm just trying to move this router somewhere else, get a better signal. It's been years since I set this thing up, and now I forgot how to do it. Oh, years, huh? How many years are we talking? I don't know, like seven or eight, maybe? Well, no wonder your Wi-Fi stinks. You've got a router that's older than my fourth grader stuff behind a bunch of stuff at the back of your entertainment center. But this is state-of-the-art router systems, bro. It might have been when you bought it, but Wi-Fi technology has progressed a lot since then. Think about it. Would you expect an eight-year-old smartphone to be able to do the things that a modern one can? I don't know. My iPhone 4 seems to do okay. So are you saying to go out and buy a new system? That's going to cost me a fortune. Not necessarily. You have DirectLink, right? Didn't you hear that they're upgrading their network? All members on Fiber can get a brand new router installed by their techs for free. What? Seriously? Are you sure that's not some sort of scam? Nope. It's just their commitment to their members as a local cooperative. Everyone that hasn't already been upgraded this year gets a new Wi-Fi router and access to the new network management mobile app called Omni IQ. You can use it to customize your network settings, use the parental controls to set time limits and content restrictions for kids, create a separate network for guests, and more. <laughs> I better get going on that then. So uh, how do I get started with the process? Just call the member services team at 503-266-8111 and tell them you'd like to upgrade to Omni. They'll get you scheduled for an appointment and one of their expert technicians will come out to install the new router at no cost to you. Okay, 266-8111. Uh, hey, uh, hello, directly? I'm, I'm ready to upgrade to Omni. All right, now. <laughs> wow, that iPhone 4 does work.
Um, so with so you you were you did that. Um, you started an entire festival, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of organization. Then you were saying you were consulting in Central Oregon mm-hmm. um, with organization and stuff like that. Is this where you started to really kind of hone your craft in in working with local businesses and and understanding what their needs are, that sort of thing? I think it's a culmination of things over time, Um, having that legal background, too, Mm. as a piece of that. Um, And I was always, you know, secondary to my regular job in the military. I was super organized. They used to tease me. You know, they called me the the fixer Mm. and um, organizational geniuses on one of my plaques and stuff. You know, it was perfect. It was funny um to them but it was just second nature to me it's just part of you know who i am i'd see, i could see processes that could be tweaked and fixed to make things easier yeah so it was just something i could see where others might not and um work to make it better and so that's kind of the baseline for me um i did consult with like the air show of the cascades over in madras mm-hmm. for a year um you know, just other things like that. I try to help smaller organizations, mostly nonprofits. Um, what I found is that a lot of businesses and people want to, they want to either start something that they're really good at, but they don't have all the other pieces like um, how to promote and market your stuff or how to do accounting perhaps. Um, and I have experiences in those areas. And then nonprofits, get into a hitch where they they want to start something really good. They don't know yeah. how to form the nonprofit or how to, you know, get a board together, do the bylaws, all those things. And so it it comes from a need that they want to fill and do good things. And then they get into the business of it and it's the same thing. They're like, oh wait, we have to hire people now because we're growing. Yeah. What about HR stuff? You know, so it, it becomes, and when it starts growing either way, um, it's like a, ne- a, a growth spurt and a growing pain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, what do we do next? And that's where I would come in and, and try to help or even just forming a business. Yeah. Um, there's Because they, they have an idea. They know yes. what they want to achieve. They right. don't know the, the hows. Uh, or maybe they know the hows, but not the whats, right? right. They mm-hmm. know why they want to do it, and they mm-hmm. know how they, they want to get there, but mm-hmm. what do they do to, to make that happen? Yes. Um, and I think uh, a lot of businesses, uh, even even us here at the studio, like mm-hmm. we, Frankie and I are constantly like trying to, you know, retool what we're doing and, and, and re-finagle like, okay, do we leverage this do we try and do that mm-hmm. why do we need a lawyer why yeah. do we need a cpa why do we need all you know and yeah. so like starting a frankie and i literally started this because he's a journalist i'm a podcaster let's make a show where we talk about the news of mm-hmm. our local town mm-hmm. maybe make fun of weird people a little yeah. bit that was my bet yeah you know that's been phased out yeah. hard um maybe one day we'll bring it back but like you know it, it and all of a sudden we've got this thing that we're producing mm-hmm. and we have to we have to have legitimacy in yes. order for people to listen and then mm-hmm. to have legitimacy we have to have a stake in the ground and mm-hmm. it just like it just grows yes. and um and it can get away from you so it fast it can and and you can get in trouble if you don't know certain things about it and so yeah. i think it's important for for some awareness around that for for either nonprofits or for-profit businesses that you know, it's it's wonderful to have this thing that you do, but there's so many parts and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, gosh, I just I wish I could help all these folks, but they don't realize it almost until it's right there. Yeah. You know, and um, that's one thing. You know, I've told folks at the chambers who who come in, even though they think we do everything from, you know, (laughs) (laughs) paving streets to, you know, um, all the events at the fairgrounds, you know, we do it all. You guys are basically working with the mayor (laughs) hand in hand. Yes, of course. So, (laughs) you know, it's it's amazing the things we do do. um, But I, I do want them to know that if they have questions like that, if we don't have the answers, we definitely have resources. Right. For them. Yeah. You know, especially in our membership. We have lawyers, we have CPAs. One of the things I, I could 
give as an example is, you know, if you don't know anything about accounting, a lot of people don't even know how to balance a checkbook these days because they don't have to they do don't that. Exist they anymore. don't even have to write yeah. cursive for their signatures anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. this is this is a legal issue. You know, in, in a big way, even though they may not realize it. And so, um, but what could potentially happen is you entrust somebody because you don't know how to do it, and you get taken advantage of. Yeah. And so, and that does happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that's a, a weak spot that you've got to build up. So I would recommend everyone take a basic accounting, a basic marketing class. Um, and we have people that we're trying to put in place to do those things. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Whenever you need them to get filmed yes. or, you know, podcast yeah. version of that, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would love that. Um, we, we are trying to build kind of a you know, teaching sessions so that if people can't come because they're busy doing business, yeah. we can at least have it recorded somewhere where they can access it. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And, and and people can, you know, it, if, you're, if you're looking at starting a business, if you've just started a business, if you have a business, but maybe things aren't working out well, mm-hmm. these are the people you're, you're hoping come and talk to you, right? Yes, absolutely. We've had folks come in and say, we're just not making it and, and we have to go. And we're like, oh, I wish you would have, you know, let us know. We, we might have been able to help you. Um, we just had uh, Victoria uh, Meineg, uh come from Oregon City Chamber. Mm-hmm. She's now running their, um, what used to be business recovery center it's now the business resource center there mm-hmm. and they have funds remaining brc funds remaining to help businesses in certain zip codes and can be as one of those and you do not have to be a chamber member to take advantage of that look at that so um this is for people who are struggling and we are trying to work some training in that we pay for and they attend one of the biggest challenges she's told us that she's had is actually getting people to attend the training. Yeah. So we're putting together a boot camp sort of training um, that we will have paid for. Direct Link has graciously let us use uh, their training room for yeah. this. They're great partners for us. And they're great um, partners for us too. They, yes, they are. <laughs> They're just great partners. And, uh, we can hold up to 60 people. We might do a hybrid Zoom situation yeah. for those who can't make it. Um, but we're going to incentivize this by um, Victoria has purchased a bunch of these devices that will translate, I think, up to 28 languages. What? So, yes. Yeah, so you choose your language on the on the device and then I choose mine. And whatever I speak, it will write it out in text yeah. and then translate it on the spot to you right there. It's, That's fantastic. And this is for for-profit businesses. So potentially you could ask for one of those here. Yeah. Which would be great for your podcast. That'd be huge. You'd reach a bigger audience maybe for people who are, <laughs> you know. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. I just love that idea. Like yeah. it just it's just, just the bridges that that that, yes. that builds. That's so cool. Absolutely. Brings down that barrier and you can have more people on who aren't, you know, they can translate it for you right there. Yeah. Oh man, um, <laughs> my! You, you got to stop distracting me with really <laughs> cool ideas. I'm here. I'm here to interview, <laughs> not think about other stuff. Um, so let's let's talk about the chamber a little bit more okay. um, directly. You sure. know, um, and um, I see you have a, a catalog in front of us. Yes, here. this is our brand new uh, membership packet. We just had these printed. Um, Active Media did a wonderful job on these. They're beautiful and substantive, and we we just wanted to get more information out there, um, you know, about what we do, who we are, who we help. Yeah. Um, one of the, the biggest things uh, that people are surprised to learn is that we are not a government entity. <laughs> <laughs> um, we aren't the city. We aren't the county. We're, we're just... Chamber of Commerce, which is supporting businesses. I think you guys should make shirts that say "Canby Area Chamber of Commerce." Not the government, <laughs> but we're here to help. Yes. <laughs> well, we're looking into a line of shirts, so I'm glad I, that'll be our first idea. Yeah, something, something like that. I'd wear that. Shirt. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've put in here infographics and you know 
large print for for those who need it, like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we we try to boost visibility for businesses. Um, yeah. Networking is huge. Um, it seems to be growing more and more, which is is so good. Um, this is not just a click thing. This is, um, you know, who who does this kind of thing in Canby, and we can say, oh, it's this person, and we connect those people, and sometimes they do amazing things. I've really seen like Puddin' River Chocolates. Yeah, she's paired with several local businesses, and I love to see that kind of collaboration. You know, with I, cuts I know first. we've done uh, we've done some photography for them because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frankie's a fantastic photographer and mm-hmm. they make beautiful, um, you know, <laughs> basically pieces of art, Absolutely, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, I, I look every once in a while I come in and I see work on his computer. I get really hungry. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one of the dangers of the job, I'm yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. So we, we do those things. It builds credibility for your business to be a part of the chamber. There's, um, experience out there that says um, people will be more likely to come to your business if you are a member of the chamber. Mm -hmm. Um, We also do um, advocacy, so legislative advocacy. That's the only government tie we have, which is we have a government affairs committee and they meet uh, monthly, but they keep tabs on things throughout the month and then they do a legislative update. Mm. And so we're we're getting ready to launch our new formatted newsletter um, next week. We're still working on that. <laughs> it's it's going to look very much like this uh, marketing package here. Gotcha. Um, and it'll be a page turner on issue. Yeah. Um, but that will also include a government a legislative update gotcha. for everybody. So it'll have all these, all the things that, that people need to know. Um, one of the challenges we do have is getting uh, event information from uh-huh. our businesses. And so we're encouraging them, send us those things ahead of time. Yeah. In enough time for us to get them in the newsletter and get it out to everybody. Um, I have a rule of thumb for event planning, which is you plan six months ahead and market three months ahead. Yeah. Not the day of or the, you know, especially, yeah, you know, with, you've got Facebook with the algorithms, you've got to do that at least a week in advance or or people aren't going to see it. So those kind of things that are important. Um, Let's see, what else? I've, I've, (laughs) uh, so I've started publishing books as a kind of a a side thing that I do here, um, mostly to keep up with Frankie because he Mm -hmm. does so much. And so I'm like, all right, I'll write books and try to publish them. Mm And uh, I did a series for a while, and the first one I was like super excited about. You know, I I I promoted the heck out of it like three months before it came out, and mm-hmm. people were excited. I sold a bunch. Mm-hmm. The second one I I got done, and I was like, you know, hey, it's coming out in mm-hmm. a couple of months. Um, and then I like right at the at the finish line, I finished it, and it came out. The last one I just did, I, I finished. I my deadline was to be able to sell it at um, the art and literature fair mm. that we had back in July. Um, I had that thing finished like the week before, oh <laughs> and I was like, I was paying extra money to get it shipped in time mm-hmm. to have that. And uh, and eventually, people were like, "Wait, when did you come out with a third one?" Like people didn't know, like it. It's easy for it to get away from you because mm-hmm. you're so focused on the thing, right? You forget to talk about the thing mm-hmm. and to promote the thing, or maybe you think it's not worth talking about yet, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, it's it's if there's someone that can come alongside you and help a little bit mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, let, let tell us about it," and we mm-hmm. can tell people about it. Yeah. That's huge. It That's is. really big. It is absolutely. Yeah, we're we're trying to kind of educate folks on you know just kind of basic marketing stuff and and getting it out there and you know sharing on social media tagging us is yeah. fine yeah um you know one of the limitations in some cases depending on what it is is we we have to promote our own members mm. um there's there are other community websites that can promote other businesses that aren't members and we fully encourage that as well sure so we, we want to help everybody, but that that is part of our mission. So yeah. um, we are member driven, definitely. And we just wrapped up our 25th annual golf tournament. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it was two Mondays ago. 
um, just things have been flying by, but we have monthly luncheons, uh, our Good Morning Canby. Uh, we're starting our after hours events, which is going to be called the happy hour. It used to be called the after hour. So if member businesses want to invite people yeah. to their places after hours, we're going to start doing that again. Um, we have our annual Best of Canby Awards. That was really big this year. Yeah. And then uh, we also have our upcoming gala dinner and auction next year. So, and drum roll, we are, this is the big news. Oh yeah, big <laughs> we, news. This is you're, it's breaking here. You're the only one here uh, outside of the chamber membership who's heard this, but we are bringing back the Dahlia Run. Oh really? We are. Okay. We, we felt like it was super important to Canby. Um, Paul Carlson, who you know created it originally, mm -hmm. is going to you know help us out as far as getting us pushed in the right direction and setting it up in the way that he had it before. Um, the folks who took it over are more than willing to give us all the you know, the web page and everything. So nice. they're working very well with us, and we're That's great. we're trying to wrangle that back in so that we have it. And and we're also going to make it. I think it's going to be the second weekend after Labor Day, so it okay. doesn't conflict with the Hood to Coast run. Right. So we're trying to think of all the different parameters, but yeah. um, we are going to be looking for volunteers to help us um, do booths, and it's very people-intensive. For people who don't know, mm -hmm. obviously, <laughs> I know everything about <laughs> you do. it. You're you know everything. But for people who don't know, <laughs> mm -hmm. what is the Dahlia? Like, explain that to oh, us. Um, I, I only know very basics right now. Okay. I wish I had Paul here. Um, <laughs> it It is basically a run that I believe it, originated at the Foursquare Church, Canby Foursquare Church. Yeah. And then it part of it runs, I want to say it's a 5K, and it part of it goes through the Dahlia Fields. Oh, okay. And so that's why it was called the So Dahlia. I'm guessing it goes down like territorial, mm -hmm, comes probably. up around to the Dahlia Farms and then comes back around? I think it did. Um, we're looking at trying to not have to traverse the highway. Right. Um, if we can help it. Yeah, so going over the highway would be hard. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting at Foursquare, you're right at the highway. Mm -hmm. So maybe it starts right after. I don't know. I don't we're, know. we're looking at different, you know, pathways around just to see what we can do. But we definitely want to pull in the Dahlia Fields. Sure. Um, because that's just an amazing place anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely one of the best. Yes. Like it, you can't get a bad picture. No, it's really tough. <laughs> when you're there. I did, I was in a band for a while. People are going to get to know me so well through this series. <laughs> I was in a band for a while, and we have a music video out in on YouTube, and nice. a part of it was filmed at the Dahlia Fields, because we're like, you just, just start filming, yeah, and you're going to get great shots. That's absolutely. all you can get, so it was awesome. It's great. Yeah, so um, we're working on those things. Um Gosh, we're working, we're just today starting to work on our relocation guide and getting that put together. What's a relocation guide? Um, that is something that we hand out to uh, visitors, uh, I don't know, people who are interested in either moving a business or their family here. Um, we, we, it's probably the most popular thing we give out. Sure. And so, um, when people are looking to relocate to Canby, it also includes um, advertising for other local businesses, and then it has referrals to schools, utilities, all the things that they would need to get started. Um, and then it has our directory included in it of yeah. all our chamber members. Nice. So it's very helpful, and um, we're also doing the online version of that as well, so it makes it really easy. But the current one is on our on our web web page we're also updating our web page very soon yeah yeah so it's there's all kinds of <laughs> balls all in the new. air yeah, yeah. oh great. yeah definitely is so. this um that you're that you have in front of you is this available online as it a is. pdf or, or anything it's available as an issue one um we can link it to pdf okay um one of the challenges we have is we have a, a <clears throat> platform called chamber master uh -huh. and it is a master we it, yeah. it's very challenging um, sometimes to we have to use it because it helps track um, all kinds of things and also our accounting data when sure. people pay for um, events and things like that 
and but it runs sort of the back end of our our web page and so that makes it challenging to upload certain things and we are definitely again getting help with with that kind of thing it's a wordpress page as well so it kind of crosses over (laughs) and so we we definitely need need some help with that and we're going to get that too so cool awesome Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, Or that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't, like, animal-related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest-running, locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te- I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. We, we've, gone into, um, we've gone into where you came from and, and mm-hmm. kind of where the chamber's going a little bit. Mm-hmm. From an, an outside perspective a little bit, a newcomer's perspective, what excites you about Canby? Uh, what brought you here and, and what are you looking forward to kind of digging into? Um, well, let's see. What brought me here was the job. Sure. I, I mean, I, I had a three-month hiatus between a position that I concluded and uh, I was, th- this just popped up. Honestly, it was on LinkedIn and yeah. and they had closed the, the offering and were already reviewing and LinkedIn said, hey, you might want to apply for this. You've already been a director, you know, one of those <laughs> things. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah. So it was just... You know, kind of one of those meant to be things. Yeah. I had just moved back to the valley. I didn't want to move back to the coast. So I thought, oh, I'll land in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what happened. I ended up uh, buying a home in Silverton. So I couldn't very well move in, sure. in the year's time. But uh, it's only 23 miles. Everybody's yeah, like, it's so great. far. I'm like, no, it's like a half an hour. It's, it's okay. Yeah. There's not, I mean, you probably take what, 213 mm-hmm. up most of it. Yep. So 213 is not bad. No, it's not at all. And it's really pretty. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. Coming from Silverton? Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That's I love, great. I love like passing all the farms. And I, I, that was one of the things that interested me the, as I first started was, what are, what are they growing? Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm so interested in that. I really would love to see the the farms have signage outside. So you can see what they're doing. Yeah. You know, not to pry, but to be interested um, in in what's growing right here that we supply. I mean, I'm like, what's your biggest export? That was one of my (laughs) interview questions. I interviewed them as well. Yeah. And um, I... I asked what the biggest export is, and they said, well, hazelnuts, probably, <laughs> you know? So I was like, well, it makes sense. They're yeah. everywhere. And I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And they, they we get, um, one of the things we do is certificates of origin. Mm-hmm. So when manufacturers want to send a product overseas, they have to come and get that, like, official stamp from us. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool that we have all these things made right here in Canby. So yeah. definitely a point of interest. Um the the culture here the people i've met um very friendly and super supportive not only of me but one another and especially in this network and in this mm-hmm. business world i don't see the competitiveness at all mm. there's not this you know well they're doing mean better spirit, than i am yeah. no not at all they're very supportive of of one another and i love that and they're very yeah. collaborative too yeah. So I I really appreciate that. It's it's not something I've seen a lot. 
Right. You know, usually it's, you know, people are fighting to get ahead of each other. And this is, it doesn't feel like that here. Uh, yeah. I, I can't think of a time in Canby where it's always, I mean, I grew up here, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up going to uh, general Canby days back when it was still general Canby days. Um, that'll be a hot button topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like going to that, you see all of these businesses in town that are stacked next to each other. And, and it's just this this momentous occasion for people to come together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I when we started a business, um, it didn't even cross my mind that people wouldn't be interested in working with us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the idea can be is is everybody. It is. Right? And and so and so yeah, I, I I've talked to other people who have other businesses and like I um <clears throat> I I've talked to people up in Beaverton that own a business and I was like, So do you get along with all these other people in this in this area? And they're like, Oh, we don't we don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not talk to people around yeah. you? Like yeah. <laughs> they're your neighbors. Right. They're the people that are you, you work here yeah. ten hours a day and yeah. you don't talk to the people <laughs> around you? Come on, man. Like yeah. it's not it's it's so much more fun to be around, to talk to people, see what they're going through, and mm-hmm. and see n- not see their struggles, but see what they overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's a big part of why I want to do this this kind of this this format for the show a little bit because we've been reading the news for four years, mm-hmm. and um and we get to know Campy a little bit through that, and and our listeners get to know what's going on around us, but. That we can go deeper, you know, mm-hmm. and and one of the big things that we've really wanted to do at the Canby Current with with our our news, um, you know, our our news product is to dive deeper into what's happening in Canby. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just cover all the, you know, cop arrests mm-hmm. and and stuff that's going on. We want to know the people that are putting together events and, and festivals. And I mean, we, we saw the Renaissance festival this last year was great. I mean, the, the year before they sold out, they were mm-hmm. over packed, mm-hmm. you know, and they had to like readjust the, the entire way they do it because Camby's a town that, that brings people in, mm-hmm. you know, we have the Clackamas County fair here. We, mm-hmm. we do, um, there was another another walk that we did. Um, there was the uh, there was also the the Easter egg hunt uh, for Micah, uh, the Micah Easter egg hunter or, or something. I can't remember what what exactly it was called, but it's just it, it, the people of Canby are so invested in what's going on in town, and mm-hmm. so. I think it's great. Absolutely. And th- that's one of the things, like, we're getting ready. Um, they're doing a groundbreaking ceremony at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been invited to do that. We're going to have our gold shovels and everything. And, nice. and uh, Brian Crow has invited us out. And we like to be a part of those things. Um, but I, I can say from experience doing my festival, as an example, there there's a there's a calculation Okay, when you bring people to town for events, yeah, um, yes, there's more traffic, there's more people, but there's also more business and more spending, yeah, and you're getting outside dollars in that weren't here before, right? And what happens is there's actually a calculation. It's like two point six something people over a, a day or a weekend, and in the five years that we did the festival, it was. I want to say almost two million dollars that our event brought right. into mm. the to the city of Newport. Yeah, as you know, just from tourism, if you yeah. will, and that's a big boost, especially when we don't have a hotel yet. Um, <laughs> and that is a big deal because yeah. when you have those hotel revenues, a portion of that gets put back into the community right. for marketing and. Uh, nonprofits and other things. So it is extremely helpful to have that piece here. And so hopefully that will come, you know, sooner than later. Um, but events are hugely important yeah. um, for generating that kind of kind of free money that comes in here, you know. So I, I know that the hotel, hotel conversation has been going on since we first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hot. 
mm-hmm. you know, you've got a lot of people who are like, let's do it. Let's get a hotel. Mm-hmm. Why don't we already have one? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got people who are like, we don't need a hotel. We don't want a hotel. There's the Motel 6, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what do you say to people who are, who seem, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say this in a way that it, it sounds judgmental, but people mm-hmm. who seem like they want to stop progress mm. in Canby, they want mm-hmm. they want it to go back the way it was, the right. farm town, sure. small town, at which I totally understand mm-hmm. their point um, because I grew up in that town, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the town, the Canby of 2023 is not the same of, as 1995 mm-hmm. when I was running the town on my bike, yes. you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> So what do you say to people who are like everything that we're doing now and, and all the small businesses, all the big festivals, all the growth, mm-hmm. it's bad. Mm-hmm. I I would say two things. One is it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. No matter it, it's population, it's just going to happen. Mm. So one way or another, it's it's coming. The second thing I would say is what I've seen the city do is ask people they're asking people what do you want what yeah. do you, and people are having that opportunity if they take it to have input about right. that it doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want it doesn't mean you're going to make everybody happy because that yeah. never happens they're not bringing santa in for us to sit on his lap no. and, and tell him what we want no it's, that's that's not the way it works we're looking for guidance right right but the 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 thing that they are doing is giving people an opportunity to talk about it and how do we want Canby to grow and I think the fact that they are open to having thoughtful purposeful intentional growth rather than not having a plan at all um, is really important and it's positive yeah so it's gonna come but at least we have an opportunity to speak to what we would like to see sure and they are taking that into consideration so i i would be grateful for that yeah um you know there's always going to be people who don't agree and that's okay too um because you get a different perspective sure um i had the same issue where i lived before in um in terrebonne it's a very small community it was considered a resort community back in the 70s but (laughs) um there was a plot of land that had never been brought into the hoa Mm -hmm. and the owners wanted to build commercial properties on it and we we had zero resources really there inside and the the people were up in our oh no you know we don't want people coming in from the highway that's 15 miles away you know it's you know you better have gas before you leave the highway because you're not going to get back out you know it's that kind of a thing but it it was going to come right and no matter what so there these people who own the property don't have to ask you right what what would you like they could do what they want but they're asking so i think that is really important and considerate that they're giving that opportunity. So I'm glad the city is doing that. Yeah. And uh, they are going to have a summit about the the questionnaires they've been, you know, putting out there. So Yeah. It's good. It it it's going to happen one way or another. So um so for <clears throat> um I was going to say for young people who mm-hmm. are are looking at entering maybe being an entrepreneur or mm-hmm. or taking on a business, something like that, but not just young people. I mean, there's, there's people of all kinds of, of backgrounds and ages and, and, and stuff who are, are going to be trying to do something. I think, you know, especially as we're in this post pandemic era of kind of getting back on our feet, Mm -hmm. getting back outside Mm -hmm. and we're, we're seeing people going and doing things more. I, I'm an avid disc golf player. Mm -hmm. And before the pandemic, I was one of few, right? Mm -hmm. Now I can't go to a disc golf course without seeing like everybody there. Mm -hmm. Um, people are getting out. People Mm want to do more. Mm -hmm. What is your encouragement? What is your, um, some tips, some tricks, some ideas, things, advice for people who want to start something who are going to get out? I would say um, have have a dream and definitely pursue it, but do it with some solid information behind you. Yeah. Um, because what, you know, it, it will lessen the struggle 
Um, it will lessen the frustration, um, even if it means going to the community college, taking a few classes, you yeah. know, even if you don't get the full degree, you'd have the information. Sure. Um, we're going to try to do some uh, workforce preparation and job shadowing opportunities for the kids in school nice. to go to some of these businesses to see what they do behind the scenes. Um, we're we're going to create some opportunities like that for the kids. Um, they don't always have to join the military like I did to get a college, <laughs> you know, education, only to find out you don't have time to go to college while you're in there. Yeah, that's the part they don't tell you. So they do offer the <laughs> the opportunity, but I, you know, I wasn't able to take advantage of it until I got out in later years. So right, um, that's important to know the whole story. Um, but it, you know, that shouldn't be the only option. And, um, you know, in the UK, they have university and they have the trades. Yeah. And and there's there's absolutely no shame in the trades. They, they actually make quite a bit of money because uh, they're very specialized. <laughs> I'm a tradesman myself. Absolutely. I, I'm an electrician. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you now, I, I wish that I had done it 10 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I thought I was going to be a great graphic design designer or mm-hmm. whatever, author or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty good electrician. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I can pay my bills with yeah, that. Yeah. And the arts are wonderful. I love the arts. Um, they're just tougher. And yeah. Not everybody understands it. Um, but it's it's a wonderful opportunity, but it's a niche market sometimes, and that yeah. makes it really hard. So it's good to look at these things before you leap. Yeah, uh, it doesn't mean you can't do them, but in some cases you may have to have, you know, your your passion and your love that you can sell, mm-hmm. but you also have to have a, another job to support it. Yeah. So sometimes that happens. Um, that's quite common, especially like in bands, as you probably know, <laughs> it doesn't always pay the bills, you know, so. I don't think I ever made a single yeah, dollar. Yeah. I it, did it for, for the passion. For, for the exposure, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what they're always saying. We'll, we'll give you that exposure, you know. I so. wasn't, I, um, you know, I, I was in the band and then I realized um, I'm not suffering enough. So I'm going to quit and go start my own business. Mm-hmm. So. That's so what I did. Do you think that would have <laughs> been helpful to have other, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, like I said, if I could have, if I could have started this career that I'm in, you know, that I work full time, you know, mm-hmm. podcasting is fun and I do it on the side mm-hmm. and it's, and we're, we're hoping to expand, mm-hmm. but being able to, the, the education I got as a tradesperson, I, I got basically a you know associate's degree Mm -hmm. but i got paid to get the associate's degree i i went through school and i came out with no debt nice um with a job that i made more money than most people around me right um and that i mean if you're an 18 year old looking at you know i don't really know what i want to do i highly recommend you know the I'm a low volt technician. Mm-hmm. I don't work with anything higher than 24 volts, mm-hmm. which is like nothing. <laughs> right. I get shocked all the time. It kind of tingles, you know, like it's that's it, the most exciting part of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's not dangerous at all. It's, it's yeah. a fun job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you learn a lot, you become a better person. And like I said, no debt, you make more money than most people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, really good. Um, and, and so, you know, I do, you know, a small thing. I do a, a whole podcast about that to show people like mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love to do. Right. So, well, and I think one of the things that, that they also may not know or be aware of ahead of time is if you're working for yourself, you, you have more overhead expenses. You oh, have yeah. to pay your own insurance. You might not have health care. Yeah. All those things that you get when you sometimes when you get, work for another uh, business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you want that responsibility and that overhead or would you rather work for someone else? So there's a balance there too. Yeah. So lots of things to know. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go for a four-year degree to learn those things. Um, but uh, Small Business Association is another resource that, that people can go to. I did just um, create a where do I start packet for entrepreneurs who 
haven't joined the chamber because they're they don't have a business yet yeah so um we're trying to support that as well and figure eventually they will come and be able to join us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also going to try and do uh, sponsor or scholarships for the entrepreneurs who want to join. Um, and then they could do like monthly payments or something to make it easy for them the first year. Sure. So we're, we're trying to open that that door and support them as well. In fact, we had a young lady who used to volunteer as an intern at the chamber who just opened a business called Simply Play, mm-hmm. which was needed here. I mean, she saw the opportunity and she's open. Um, and it's for kids to, to go indoors and play. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, I might have to take advantage yeah, of that. It's called Simply Play. She's not a member yet, but I'll plug her because she used to <laughs> work here. And, uh, you know, she she was great. I mean, she did it really quickly. I was, yeah. I was amazed from the time she and I sat down and talked about it. I gave her some pointers and then she went and did it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I... I I really love that kind of thing. I love those success stories. And, you know, maybe we can do podcasts with some of our business owners who can offer those kinds of tr- tips and, you know, talk about their up and coming story and what happened and why they chose can be and yeah. why they're still here and that kind of thing. I think that would be great. I do too. You <laughs> let me know when you want to start that. We'll anytime, that anytime. <laughs> I'll just add that to my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're not busy enough. No, not you know. at all. No, but uh, it's it's good to do those things. So uh, we're we're coming up on our time here. Is there anything else, Belinda, that you wanted to to say or or tell the people of Canby um, before we get out of here? Oh gosh, uh, I'm I am going to plug our travel. All right. I'm going to plug that. We we just started August 1st. We opened up travel again. Okay. Um, it's called Travel with the Chamber. Our first trip happens to be Tuscany. There is a wine tasting in Tuscany on the trip as part of the trip. Um, it's It leaves March 19th, 2024. Um, but we have that information on our webpage at canbyareachamber.org. And... Uh, We'd love to have folks sign up. We've already sold about five seats, and uh, what what is travel with the chamber? Just it it means any you don't have to be a chamber member. Um, you don't even have to leave from Portland. You can leave from any airport and join us uh, in Tuscany. Oh wow! Um, there's potential for one of us to go along on the trip, um, but they travel. It's kind of a group travel, which. For some folks, that's a nice idea because they feel a little safer going to another country with with a group. With a group. Yeah, um, and it's uh, through CI Destinations, which which is Chamber International Destinations. Okay, and they were recommended to us by Wilsonville Chamber. Oh, okay. So cool. I I looked into it because I want our folks who travel with the chamber to have a good experience, and so you know it's kind of like I'm putting my name on it. I want to make sure it's good before we. We do this. So yeah. this is our first trip, and we will have others, but but this is the first one. Um, the other thing I would say is um, thank you for everybody who's made me feel welcome and a part of the community and for my first six months. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just been a, a really good example of how um, a community – can be collaborative and supportive of one another yeah and and keep growing in the right direction awesome belinda thank you so much for joining me sure. and uh as we as we get out of here uh folks it can be i hope that you have a great weekend as we get into it uh stay safe and uh make sure you check out the um chamber of commerce website what, what's the website address? it is can be area chamber dot com or dot org okay both um because they have a whole directory of different companies that might be able to help you with whatever you got going on from taxes to taxidermy (laughs) that's just about right yeah (laughs) we do it all Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be 
by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though.